stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Table series we're doing here on our DN YouTube channel, which is Spanish for Dodgers Nation. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, mash that like button, really helps out the channel. My name is Clint. I am a host on the Blue Heaven podcast. That guy is Brooke. He is also a host on the Blue Heaven podcast. This guy is Eric. Oh, I, I got to do it the, the Doug way. Mr. Eric, um, say your name. <laughs> Eric and, with a C. Eric hosts the Three Up Three Down. And of course, you know the legendary Doug McCain, host of your. Dodgers Nation post-game show and Dodgers dugout with a D-O-U-G. Uh, today we are doing, what is, what is this week? This is the week of uh, May 4th. May the 4th be with you as we're recording this. And we're talking about your Los Angeles Dodgers. So let's just jump right into it. Guys, I was uh, watching the game last night as we're recording this, which is Tuesday against the Giants. We had a runner on second. CT3 hits a, a one-out double. Hanser, the answer, comes up behind him, strikes out. And it got me thinking, it's like, you guys remember back in the good old days, like productive out, small ball, getting a runner over to third. Are we ever going to see small ball happen again? And do we care? Do we have any uh, thoughts, any ill qualms about situational hitting in baseball? Eric, I want you to lead off. You know, I think we do a bad job of doing a lot of things in black and white as uh, sports fans. It's either you have to be all small ball all the time or new school all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a mix of both. And mm-hmm. you saw the Giants do it last, last night, which was Tuesday night. Uh, move the runner over, you know, bunt. I think, I think they can do both. Um, it's not, and Dave Roberts is just not really in his DNA. Uh, a lot of the times he does like to call some really bad hit and runs at times. But I think it would be a good mix of both. I'd like to see like 5% small ball and 95% of what the Dodgers have done in the past, which is, you know, Hitting, going for extra base hits, and not mm-hmm. not wasting out, so to extra, speak. Yeah, situational hitting. What are your thoughts? Are we going to see it again? Yeah, I like how you talked about the bad hit and runs. When you got Gavin Lux at the plate and Edwin Rios on first base, I think that's what you call a bad hit and run. I bad. think, though, the way that the world has trended with baseball, obviously the long ball's popular. It's uh, it gets fans out of their seats. It gets them excited. So naturally, baseball said we got to kill that. We got to squash that. Get a new ball in there that doesn't fly. I think they described it like hitting a a foam ball when they're hitting it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that change brings some things back. The athletic had an article today talking about them, the hitters changing their approaches and trying to make it a more of a line drive flat Mm -hmm. approach. And that can change into small ball again. Maybe we will see bunts start coming back. Maybe we will see base runners trying to steal bases again more often. Maybe we will go back to that era because now with the guys who are trying to hit the balls out, Cody's ball yesterday, the pitcher even said like, I thought that was 10 rows up. (laughs) Fell just short of the warning track. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't. Uh, you looked at the expected batting average wasn't mm-hmm. even that high where it should have been. So there's a chance it changes, and there's a chance that baseball is accidentally making that change. And as we see into 2023 with the, uh, I guess, the shift going away or being severely reduced, you'd think, the, yeah, the, the situational hitting. And I'm, I'm thinking more so of the productive out to the right side there. Hanser should ground out the second base. CT3 gets the third. That's the way you played the game you back in the day. 
Freddie Freeman's very good at that. Freddie Freeman is... He's good at everything. He's magical at baseball. But what do you think? You, you think uh, that maybe that DH thing or the, the shift ban changes things by 20, uh, 2023? Well, I was just going to mention that. I mean, everything is cyclical. You are going to have the shift ban. I think when you also look at the expected slug, it's the lowest it's been in the stat cast area. I think you're going to see the approach at the plate. It will adjust if you're going to have man frauds, dead balls the entire season. Because, look, if you look at, like I said, the expected batting average versus the league low batting average, it's as historic lows but when it comes to small ball it's not in Dave Roberts DNA we know this team they like to slug their way to success and I think that look we saw it at times last year where they did go to some small ball you started to see more productive outs I think the one encouraging thing this year you're seeing more stolen bases Mm -hmm. so you're seeing a different more dynamic offense this season but I do know when this team is really humming and firing all cylinders they're slugging and they're not worrying about kind of the small plays they're having you know in wins this year the Dodgers averaging just under seven runs per game Mm -hmm. so we know when they're homing, they're putting up a big-time runs and generating offense. So I don't think that in the long term we look at all the stars up and down this lineup that it's going to be a big-time point of emphasis. But what do you see on Twitter? When the Dodgers are struggling to score runs, yeah. like, let's bunt guys over. Let's put the ball in play. Contact is king. So Twitter, post-game show. Yeah, all, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're going to see a lot of the complaints more about that kind of stuff, the, the modern game, the way it is. I mean, I personally, I don't mind it in that situation still, though when you see the strikeout, you don't see the ball put in play in some way. You just you take away an opportunity. And granted, it's CT three on second yeah, base. Yeah. Chances are he's scoring on any base hit, but still, and, and it would have been two outs. But still, you, you'd like to see that maybe integrated a little bit more. I don't care either way. I'm just it's one of those things that popped in my head, and I was like, hey, you know what? I need roundtable questions. Moving <laughs> on, another one from yesterday, being Tuesday against the Giants in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. Cooper Cup, Rams champion. <laughs> Was out there throwing the Topical. first pitch, <laughs> throwing the first pitch at Dodger Stadium. I, wanted, I was just kind of thinking about it. I was like, who, who actually cares about this? I want to see you guys. Do you guys in any way care about players from other sports going to baseball games to throw out the first pitch? You go first. I only care about Anthony Davis throwing out the first pitch just because <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Like, I mean, when you're that long and lanky and yeah. you're throwing a baseball. I really Funny w- enough, he hit the IR for three months after that, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oof, rest in peace. I really uh, live for the bad first pitches. I don't really care about the ones who hum in strikes, which, by the way, Cooper Cup hummed in a strike. That thing was zooming in from there. Like, just from the box, I was like, hey, he threw that thing pretty damn hard. Someone get the stack cast on that guy. But uh, I don't personally care. I prefer to see non-athletes do it because it's a lot funnier. You got any uh, thoughts on it? I love it. I mean, you're talking to a Rams fan, a Lakers fan. I mean, I think we all really enjoyed, you know, you've seen all those UCLA, whether it's a UCLA legend, whether it's, you know, Kobe Bryant, whoever it is. I always think it's great to see a former athlete throw the first pitch. It is fun when someone like 50 Cent, a non-athlete, absolutely ruins the first pitch. It's almost great internet He's fodder. He's a bat. He probably planned it. He is a bat sometimes, occasionally, only during the Super Bowl. But, yeah, anytime I can see a Super Bowl champion, the best wide receiver uh, in the NFL throw out a first pitch, I want to see that. You got any uh, quick thoughts on that one, Douglas? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I like 50 cents, like the mayors of Cincinnati, if you saw his first pitch back in the day. But I think it's a cool honor. I mean, I was at the game on Friday, and they had Jaime Jaquez Jr., the UCLA basketball player, and I was like a little fanboy out there, like, Jaime, fours up, go Bruins, and all this stuff, like trying to keep it contained. But the cool thing about him is he actually pitched it off the rubber. He threw a strike. That's a thing. And I, when More he do that, I the respect rubber. the guys that throw it off the rubber. So to me, I think it's a cool honor. I think it's one of the, it's a, it's one of the coolest things about the pageantry 
pleasantry of the game. It's a nice tradition. I like seeing different. I think for me, it's not it's as much. One of nine first pitches yeah. coming out this week. But I also like <laughs> the fact that you get the first pitch, but I also like to see celebrities in Dodgers uniforms. You know what I mean? I think that's the cool thing yeah, for me. Yeah. When, when Russ threw out the first pitch, like teared up a little bit. Of course. Um, of course that didn't end well. But yeah, I do think Kim it's Kardashian, cool. Kim Kardashian, same thing happened. Kim K, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Jenna Marbles. Kareem. That was a good one. Throwback. Yeah. Psy back in the day. I think it's funny because there's so Jenna many Marbles opportunities. Was drunk as shit when she did it. So that was that was hilarious. So is that why she canceled herself? Because uh, I know she did. Uh, but uh, so, <laughs> I, I would go out hammered to throw out the first pitch. Oh, yeah. Right. I'd be pumping the crowd up. Did they get just throw the first pitch? You would you be wearing the Budweiser jersey? Shirt off. <laughs> ripped it off and just fired the first pitch and they're like, oh God, put your shirt back on. You know, that would be a good heel turn video that maybe gets you that Modelo sponsorship. You wear the Budweiser jersey yeah. and you're like, no! And you throw it on the ground you got the model shirt yeah, on. Yeah, model shirt on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. call with everybody it, brother. With his, nax, with his NASCAR alter ego, Brooke Bodine Jr. <laughs> Brooke Bodine Jr. Moving on. We just passed the uh, 10. And by the way, if you guys have any thoughts on uh, any of these topics, drop them in the comments below. But we just passed the 10-year mark of being free of the f- evil that was Frank McCourt. Doug, just uh, he just dropped a fantastic video on our Dodger Nation YouTube channel. Check it out. If you haven't watched it yet, it's doing great. We appreciate the, the, the work and the hump and hustle you always do by putting into that video. Came out really, really good. But looking back, guys, what is the most wild or stupid headline from the Frank McCourt ownership era that you could recall off the top of your head and Doug this is most fresh on your mind what was the what was your favorite either like a oh crap I forgot about that or like wow that was really dumb I mean without question there was a lot of really head scratching headlines when he sunk the Dodgers into bankruptcy, as like we called the the, the mini documentary, what did Gary call it? The the you the YouTube. I don't know. He had like a whatever. Uh, but I think for me it was easy. Doc YouTube. The Doc YouTube in the Doc YouTube. And I think for me it was easy than paying a Russian psychic a hundred thousand dollars a month to stay back in Boston and think blue. He was up in front of his crystal ball, thinking blue, wishing the Dodgers Bless well. Up to Vladimir. To me, that had to be absolutely rock bottom because it was just extremely weird. Also. I would say too is that Jamie McCourt had a plan to run for president and they were trying to they were trying to scheme back in the day so she was trying to get her Hillary Clinton on you know back in the day they thought they had it like that so I think (laughs) they were very Clinton-esque as a couple the Uh dynamic between Jamie and Frank McCourt but how to be those two but she's the one who cheated yeah on the driver hey man bless up and the reason why he got her that driver was because her eyes she said you know her eyes weren't uh, working properly Uh I'm like hey man I think Doug should just do this whole McCourt thing yeah no, yeah, I mean, just, right. hey, can you just do it all audio, an audio book? Yeah, You're no, like the TMZ for Frank McCoy. Well, <laughs> hey, that's like our era, right? That's our era. I mean, we thought we had it good in 2008, yeah. 2009. We're like, hey, man, we grew up with no success. We're like, we'll take the NLCS appearance oh, yeah. and a lot of that homegrown talent. But, yeah, anything that stand out for you, Eric? I mean, first off, I gotta I'm say, I miss I, I miss the think blue sign uh, in the I outfield. Do miss I the enjoyed things, that. That was a nice touch. He did seven thousand horrible, awful, horrific things, but that was one thing I really enjoyed from Frank McCourt. Uh, the headline for me will always be and still is creating the parking lots as a separate business entity, creating all these yeah, shell companies. Yeah. I mean, that was slick Bostonian businessman right there. <laughs> Greasy as oily as Steve Lavin's hair on game day for the Bruins. I mean, it that that is what stands out to me is the parking lot thing which so, he still owns so Doug and I kept going back and forth on this and it and it's is he is Frank McCourt the most evil man the worst owner or is he the the smartest super villain of all time 
He's Hank Scorpio level of stuff, and that's a Simpsons reference, man. Uh, this yeah, guy I wouldn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. The, he, the things he did. The McGenius. That's what I was calling. I want to kill someone on your way out. That'd really help me. <laughs> out. Really help out the channel. I would imagine. So my favorite, and I, I, I just get a feeling you would also enjoy it. Uh, I mean, you could you can go and look at at um, them getting. The uh, not divorce the the separation announcement happening before was game one of the NLCS, which is terrible. But uh, uh, the the uh, man, I had the headline and I forgot it. And I tried to buy as much time as I could. What are yours? We'll go. We'll go to you <laughs> instead because look, I couldn't remember the whole parking lot situation. That's one that still plagues us to this day, and that's one you got it. I, I remember. Go for it. The. The Dream Foundation. Oh, yeah. Oh, How it yeah. sunk in. They pretty much Scott's created. <laughs> they created Scott's. The original yeah. Scott's thoughts right there. Scott's thoughts. Yeah. Nightmare. Look it up or watch Doug's video. For me, the two that I had in mind were the parking lot and her running for wanting to run for president. Those crazy. were the big ones for me. Yeah. I remember those came at a good time for me in my life. But uh, I think <laughs> one thing that happened for me with McCourt, and this is just really funny because it didn't happen until I started this job, which was obviously much after Frank McCourt was the owner mm-hmm. of the Dodgers. But... Him buying that soccer team, the Marseille team. Yeah, yeah. And me writing an article about how bad the team was doing and how the money wasn't going to the right places. Mm -hmm. And then immediately followed by hundreds of DMs from French (laughs) soccer fans telling me, F that guy, talk more about how terrible he is. And I was like, me and you, we we know each other. God, we get this. We have. Been and then when, co- we, when we, we're doing that party together, yeah. the, the important thing is Francis. You still got yeah. it. That that's the thing. He still got it. He could piss anybody off and somehow make out like a bandit. And then when we were talking about during the parking guide, is the gondola idea that oh, he yeah. had? I mean, that and was he pretty remains. pretty interesting. But He's to me, here. I think that we shouldn't have trusted him from the very beginning. You don't look at this. The Lakers shirt. You don't trust a dude from Boston to run an LA team when he was pronouncing the Dodgers as the Dodgers. You know the. Dodges, all that. I was like, you know what? We might have made a mistake, and uh, and he had no real capital. Yeah, no. Make that happen. Who else didn't have any capital? Your mom, Jerry Buss. Oh well, (laughs) and look at them now. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Moving on. <laughs> A quick one, guys. I'm just kind of curious. We're, what, 22 games into the season now as we're recording this. Would you guys change the lineup construction in any way? And if so, how? Eric, you lead off. Pun intended with the leadoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, you go. gotcha. Better off. than Mookie. He eats meat. Did you know? <laughs> Look, I, I think the top three is solidified. Doc has not touched that yet with Betts. C-O-C-K. Betts, Freddie, and Trey. I think that's that's locked in. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I like it. I mean, I think Turner needs to stay in the sixth spot. I think that's as low as he I should think, go. But moving Turner down in the order is what needs to happen. It Just also... Shows you that even if you're the team captain, even if you've done all the things that Turner's done for the Dodgers, you still got to earn your keep on this team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would love to see that. I'd also love to see some more Edwin Rios. 
uh, some more Eddie Money <laughs> in the still, lineup. Is he still on the team? He's still on the team. I, I, was, I was beating that drum last week, but uh, I wouldn't change much. I would just leave Turner in the sixth spot until he proves it. And uh, I'd probably leave Muncy, you know, no lower than fifth in the order, which he's done pretty consistently. Doug, any quick thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the top three of the order, that's going to be set in stone. We know that. When it does come to Max Muncy, it is a little concerning. He's not giving you the power that he's given the Dodgers because he has been the Dodgers' biggest thumper since he joined the team. Mm -hmm. Last year, a home run, a little just under every 14 at-bats. This year, two home runs and 69 plate appearances. Giggity. But when you look at (laughs) this year, I mean, you just have to – you have to be patient. You have to see if he can figure things out. Because I think that you're, I think you're still feeling the, Ill, the, the feeling the effects of the injury, the UCL injury. I mean, yeah. he pretty much got his, you know, shoulder blown off like Jack Black in the Jackal. I mean, it's just. I think that he's still feeling <laughs> the ill effects scene. in that movie uh, in this uh, in this season. I'm just concerned a little bit about Max Muncy. I mean, when you look at the fact that when he headed into this, he was telling Alana Rizzo that. The UCL injury is going to take longer to recover. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, no, I'm feeling great. He's but feeling great. Yeah. And then it changes to, uh, you know, I'm not going to be right for yeah. the next year and a half or yeah. whatever. And now he's playing a lot of third base. I'm sure that's messing with him. But I, do, uh, but I will say, though, I mean, I think I, I want to bat Will Smith as high in the order as you can. I think that you move him to the cleanup spot. I think Will Smith, if you look at his numbers, he hasn't even really hit his stride offensively. But I trust Will Smith. I think it's time to have a little bit of a change of the guard in the middle of the order right there. We saw Justin Turner. His number Numbers aren't very encouraging. Max Muncy's are a little more encouraging with his barrel percentage, his BABIP. But walk rate. Gets walk rate. When you look at the on-base, still a 310 on-base percentage. Towards the bottom of the lineup, you worry about Cody Bellinger starting to struggle again. My theory for a while was that Cody Be- Max Muncy gave Cody Bellinger the power in his shoulder, and he sucked it from him. But now that he's struggling... I don't know. I'm just a little concerned about Cody Bellinger, but I think that when it comes to this lineup, there's really no holes when they're all playing well, but they really haven't hit their stride as of yet. I'm going to change the question a little bit for you and, and, and quick on it. Uh, Gavin Lux, Hanser Alberto, which of those two would you rather have in the lineup, assuming that that would mean Alberto is playing third base and Max is probably playing you know, second and Gavin's on the bench? Here's the deal. Hanser Alberto has yet to find his stride. Okay. Most of his at-bats end in a broken bat. Yeah. The dude does put bat on ball, Mm -hmm. which is a very good quality to have. He also plays good defense. Gavin Lux does not play good defense. Max Muncy does not play good defense. Can you hide it a little at second? Question mark? I don't know. I don't know if you can hide it. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Look, here's the deal. I love me some Hanser the Answer, man. I love fringy bench players. And really I, good third baseman. Man. I really love those kind of guys. JT is going to need more time off as the season progresses. He already has had a decent amount of time off at third yeah. base. Hanser Alberto is going to be somebody who is going to see more and more playing time as the season progresses. Will he find it at the plate? Who knows? But he's Hanser the Answer. He's the man. He has, you know, he's the kind of guy that he's having fun in the field. And I appreciate funny it. Faces? He's not funny faces. He seems to keep energy yeah, up in the dugout. Yeah, he's having real fun. He's having actual fun doing what he's doing. I like him. I like his personality. I like what he brings to the team. You see him in the clubhouse. He's a guy that people are very drawn to. They want to be around him. He comes and messes. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran. If It doesn't matter if you're a superstar. It doesn't matter who you are. He comes around in the clubhouse. He messes with you a little bit. Magnetic personality. Gets out of there. Magnetic. Super, super magnetic yeah. personality. He's the kind of guy that I like. Not to say that those other guys don't have that personality, yeah. but Max Muncy does not have that personality whatsoever. I think but, I, was, I was leading the witness and trying to get more defense at third base. That's what I want because you can sacrifice stuff at the bottom of the lineup. We've yeah. done it for a very long time by putting Austin Barnes in there. And you so, used to have a pitcher hitting. 
Exactly. Right. You need to remember that. You also need to remember the fact that Hanser, uh, that he can actually yeah, hit left-handed hit. pitching really, really well. Mm-hmm. He can. He just hasn't yet. So that's something I'm willing to wait for. That's something that I'm willing to give him playing time in order to make that happen. Because the only way you get guys hot off of the bench is playing them. And we haven't played yeah. a lot of our bench guys yet. Or a good exactly. fluffer. Final question. Doug, if you were commissioner for a day, what's the first rule you implement? First rule and implement is the Astros have to give the Dodgers the 2017 World Series trophy. I mean, <laughs> piece of metal. It's less of a rule, but uh, I, I think also I would go right in on the pitch clock. I mean, I've seen some minor league games with a pitch clock, and I'm actually really into it. I do like the pitch clock. I'm not going to lie. I think it. They keeps, had it. Yeah. I saw it in Arizona fall yeah. ball last year. Was not a problem. Did you see? Yeah. I, I'm, Why do you I'm, think Pedro Baez got released? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, you got to. He's yeah. like, no. No, no, I'm no. for the pitch clock. I think that's going to help the game. I think you're going to see more action at the plate as pitchers fatigue on the mound and they don't have the same amount of time to really get into each and every pitch. So I think the pitch clock is a very interesting idea when you consider the fact that, look, this is a different era of entertainment with basketball games, NFL games. I mean, how much time do people have to invest in three plus hour games? I know we all do because it's our job and we love it. I'll watch, you know, 10 hours of baseball, but give years. me the pitch clock. I think it'd be cool to see that action at the plate. I think I'm, I want to see it. I want you guys to Rochambeau for the last point. One, two, three, shoot. Oh. oh. <laughs> ah. I love where you were doing it from the whole time, Just by like the way. Shooting from yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, final thought. Which, who, who? Oh, that means I go yeah, first. You want, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know if you want to bring final thought, you just look, shut him up. The whole thing about baseball is bringing in new fans, keeping those fans, making it more marketable to teams, and you know across cities and generations. You want baseball to last. You know how you do that. You make steroids legal again. Oh, oh Lord. I love it. You move the I mound up it. four feet, make steroids legal, give them aluminum bats, put on a damn show, and let's get it running. So a little, uh, That's how you make baseball great. Little little Savannah Bananas action. I mean, in they're there. already yeah. using them in San Francisco. The Giants are joint. It's San Freud Cisco. We know I think that. Gabe Kapler's using Come on, them Gabe. <laughs> nah, he's, uh, he's tanning his nuts up there. Guys, this has been episode five <laughs> yeah. of the Dion, Round, Dion Roundtable. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we did. If you're listening on the podcast side, that sound was Rochambeau, but uh, make sure you subscribe to all of our stuff. We appreciate it. Follow Eric on the Twitter, follow Doug on the Twitter and the Instagram, and follow Brooke home. I'm Real FRG. Thanks for hanging out with us. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home in a roaring stadium Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home.